The iPhone XR is here at T-Mobile, and there's a whole lot to love. Like taking those perfect new year, new you portrait mode selfies you're going to share. Nice. It's the best way to stay connected to everyone you'll heart most in 2019. So get ready to fall in love with iPhone XR on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE to learn more or visit a store today. The Irish Music Podcast. With Roddy Clear. Hello again, everybody, and welcome along to another podcast with myself, Roddy Clear. Thank you very much indeed to those of you who are already subscribers. And if this is your first time hearing this podcast, please do subscribe. And if you really feel inclined, I'd love if you would consider to become a patron of the podcast. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Irish Music Podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com. And thank you very much indeed. Had a great response to my chat with Scott Gorm of uh, Thin Lizzy, or formerly of Thin Lizzy, now with the Black Star Riders. And that was ahead of the annual Vibe for Phil, which I attended uh, on the 3rd, 4th and 5th of January just gone. It was another tremendous success held in Whelan's over three nights. The highlight for a lot of people was Robert Mountford, who performed a one-hour, one-man play called uh, Vagabonds, Phil Lynott, my Phil Lynott Odyssey. That's what it was. And he told it through... um, the story of um, how he, through his brother, uh, came to the music of Thin Lizzy. And indeed, we learned a lot about his own family and about his brother as well. It was a great show and was very well received, for the most part, by the crowds that attended the vibe. We will, of course, in a situation like that, always get the ones who want to chat and drink and what have you. And uh, in fairness to Robert, he ploughed through and uh, gave three outstanding performances, I think. As far as I know, that's the end of it now, unless perhaps uh, he comes back for an encore uh, at a future vibe. But anyway, all in all, it was great. Thin as Lizzie played as well. Uh, A lot of you will know that band. The Low Riders, always uh, a superb act at the vibe and they specialized particularly in a lot of the very early catalog and the more obscure songs that uh, many uh, tribute bands leave aside but they are uh, one of the top ones uh, for sure who else was there there was conor mcgurn and friends they did a lot of the uh, the heavier material of thin Lizzy. we had the the brothers or um, all in their teens, the youngest being 13. They were one of the first acts on. In fact, they went on directly after uh, Robert Mountford's play. And uh, again, these are young lads who, over the past couple of years, have really, really thrived on uh, the experience that they get from the vibe. So congratulations to them and listen out for them in the future because they write their own material as well. Uh, Connor Scott did an acoustic set, uh, which is always very well received by... Uh, the crowds and um, yeah it was a great uh, couple of days and what I love about it is meeting friends new and old uh, that we uh, converge in the North Star Hotel normally 
uh, and those that don't stay at the North Star always end up coming in there anyway because that's where everybody uh, congregates. Well done to Smiley, Smiley Bulger. 33 years doing this now. It's been a tough year for him and I was happy to step into the breach at one stage. And uh, here's to more, uh, Smiley, and we wish you well for the coming year as well. All right, so what's on the podcast this time out? Well, what I have is an interview I did uh, for the radio with a band from Cork called The Alcove. And I thought I'd um, put it on here as well uh, because I just want to kind of like reach out to as many people as possible for them. Um, If you heard this interview on the radio program, you'll notice it is slightly different on this only uh, when it comes to music there's two different songs on this than what I played on the radio program I think you'll enjoy this a band from Cork uh, many uh, people looking at uh, the band and uh, saying that there's a bright future ahead of them and uh, we had a great old chat and I hope you enjoy this and thanks once again for subscribing to the podcast and um, if there's any bands out there who would uh, think they might benefit from being on the podcast Uh, please do get in touch with me. My radio programme, the uh, live sessions there are completely booked up till May. Uh, It astounds me every year that it fills up so quickly. So if uh, any bands out there, young bands in particular, starting out, if I've had you on the programme, even better again, because I already have some of your material. But please do let me know and we'll get you on the podcast. And um, uh, yeah, that's just it. Okay, get in touch with me. My email address is uh, ruddyclear at gmail.com Roddy with a Y in this case R-O-D-D-Y-C-L-W-E-R-E all one word at gmail.com Now, let's go to The Alcove This is Roddy Clear's Irish Music Podcast and remember to subscribe to Roddy Clear's Irish Music Podcast Toll underneath the 
band from Cork called The Alcove. And I'm just looking at your biog here, lads. In the matter of four years or thereabouts, you have released three EPs, two singles and an album. That's not bad going for a band only together four years. How are you doing, by the way? Tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I mean, it's like we're we're kind of a, a day job band, so we kind of meet in the evenings and weekends, so we try and cram as much in as possible at mm. that time. But um, that's good. I mean, we we enjoy doing it, so it's not it, it's not a slog or anything. So it's it's good fun. Yeah, but like I was saying there, that, that's a fairly uh, um, good resume, as they would say in America, with three EPs, two singles, and an album to your credit already. Yeah, I suppose it is. I mean, we have, and like we do have an awful lot of material to work with. Um, so we try and we try and get into the studio as much as possible and record it because even though our main thing is our live shows, really, it's still good to have something there for people to listen to and for, you know, for, you know, for your likes of yourself mm. to play on the radio every now and then. Um, so it's it's good to have the recorded output. So we try and get as much of it as possible out there, just because I suppose when you're a band like us, you just want people to hear your music, and it's it's one good way of doing it. Mm. How long is uh, four years or thereabouts? I mentioned you're together, but how did it come to be? Uh, I mean, the sound that you guys have already is quite tight, and it normally takes a band, you know, quite a while to kind of get to the level that you already seem to be at. Oh yeah, this is uh, Eddie here. I'm the, the the lead singer in the band. You were talking to Alan there. He's the I suppose the main <laughs> songwriter and lead guitarist. So I, before we made the band, I suppose myself and Alan um, spent a lot of time. I suppose up in the attic. <laughs> we <laughs> up in the attic, right? Uh, trying to get this all together. We've been years at it, right? Music and playing music, but um, I suppose for years I've been trying to convince Alan to make it a, a bit bigger than what it was, just the two of us. Mm. I mean, we go back to UCC, and I won't even yeah. give it a year now, like, but, <laughs> but a long said, time ago. <laughs> you said that's for a band, and then seventeen years later, I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what happened. So uh, it just happened as quickly as that. Alan, uh, Alan's brother Andrew, who's you've been in contact with, um, he came back from London and he joined in. Uh, so then we just literally we put out some ads and um, as most bands do, I suppose. <laughs> But I'm uh, based there and a drummer joined and then the alcove was born, I suppose. And did you have um, a set idea of what you wanted to do from the get-go? I think we're still evolving, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I do. Like it, We were primarily wanted to be a, a kind of a rock, soul, guitar band, you know, with guitar music and yeah. just basic kind of, I don't know, basic sounds, basic four or five piece band. The classic yeah. lineup. Classic lineup, yeah, I suppose. But what are you, a four-piece, aren't you? Yeah, four-piece. Five-piece. Five-piece, yeah. sorry, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, but, like, we're always looking to, like, even some of the newer tracks now, we're adding, you know, a bit, kind of bits of trumpets and, you know, keyboards and things. We're just trying to evolve all the time. And I just keep it interesting for ourselves as well, you know. We have a kind of a, a standard lineup, but then we try and we try and develop it as much as possible as we go. And it was always going to be an original band. It was never going to be a covers band. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we we do throw in some covers every now and then. Mm. Um, don't know we throw in. Keep the natives happy, as it were. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. You see, when you're playing when you're playing live in venues that that aren't set up specifically for people to go and listen to new bands, you know, they're just your general pub. A lot of people want to hear stuff they know and yeah. know well. So 
I mean, I think it's okay, you know, as well at the same time for a band like yourselves to do originals because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. And as I often say, say to people, any gobshite can take up a guitar and do a, and do a cover, but, you know, it's, it takes something, uh, it takes a certain amount of courage, I guess, you know, as, uh, as an original band to get up there and do what you do, what you want people to like you for. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We've got big balls down here. <laughs> 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 I, I'm not going to elaborate on that anymore. That's not true, you know. That's not the first time a conversation like this came up in an interview on the radio, though. <laughs> Should I ask more? Similar conversation came up with Alan D. I don't know how we get to this position every time, but it just came up something about somebody's balls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you could take yeah. all the wrong connotations or something like that. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> let's try and get it back on track. So, okay, let's um, do it. <laughs> a quote from Christy Dignam said that he loves the video, a great song, and a great guitar riff. And you've also had uh, nice quotes from uh, from Paul from the Sultans of Ping, who calls you a force of nature. Very nice accolades coming from people who should know their th- who should know their stuff. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been. Uh, playing, we've played with 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 Aslan and um, and with Christy and Joe on their own, say a couple of times now with uh, their fans. Uh, I, I don't know how it came about. It's uh, true friends and friends again, mm. and um, and they just heard us and they liked us and they they asked us to come and play with them. So um, and it just so happened that recently we played the Opera House with Aslan um, to a. A full house, packed up, yeah, yeah, packed up house. So that was that was a great experience. That was that would have been our biggest. It that would have been our kind of our biggest gig and the biggest buzz we got out of a gig for for kind of a, our our live our yeah. original live act that we that we've done. We got a great kick out of that. That was biggest panic yeah. before a gig as well. Yeah. Because our drummer left, our previous drummer left on Tuesday night, and then Christy rang on Wednesday, asked could we play a gig on the Friday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, well, we did it. We got there. We got there. Yeah. And of course, that's in, in, you know, in front of a home crowd supporting a major Irish band. Yeah, nervy stuff, I would imagine. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was exciting. I mean, the sound and was brilliant. The atmosphere, the, the size of the venue, just the whole occasion was was yeah. was brilliant. It's, it's very, like out of all the small gigs we've done around Cork and you know the smaller venues, you say nerves. Like I actually felt more comfortable playing the opera stage because mm. it was such a good gig than I did say. The smaller venues around the place, so uh, yeah, nervous certainly, but definitely we feel comfortable. I suppose on the bigger stage at the same time, you know. Yeah, well, I'm going to say that obviously the bigger occasion suits the alcove. Well, I definitely think that's the case. But yeah. the other, the other thing as well, festival organisers yeah. out there listening, remember yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're apparently we're booked in for uh, Independence this year, so um, so we just don't have the confirmation yet. But um, yeah. Um, so that's the first big festival that we're looking to play. So we've been we've been advised that we're playing. So I'm one of the smaller stages, obviously not the main stage, but we're going to work up to that next year. And probably electric picnic and others then later on. That's yeah, the plan, yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. yeah. So I know we are a festival band. I mean, I think I think with original music, it's important to get to venues and play venues that people where people are there to listen to the music. Yeah. Do you know, and that, yeah. and that's the thing. And there's so few of those venues. I mean, in Ireland is small that way. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We've, you know, we've gone like our our kind of our mantra. I wouldn't say it's not a mantra, but our our kind of our plan as a band is to kind of do campaigns. That's what we've been advised as well. Like you know, through campaigns, so you do kind of we have so much material that we're working on, you know, um, and we can we look to release, and that's why there's so much material out there. We look to release something 
kind of in eight week blocks and then right. having a have an event around that and then after kind of when the EP is put together we're looking to tour. So we've we've been we've toured in we've been in Dublin, Portleash, Kilkenny. Kilkenny. We played in the Kilkenny one night. Um the we've been in Maroor, yeah, the Brewery Tap. We've been in Monroe's a couple of times. You know, we've been up uh, up Donegal. with Jimmy up in Donegal, up with Jimmy Stafford up in Donegal. No, Jimmy, so we, yeah, we, yeah, good yeah. man. So, we, yeah, so you know, it's just it, it, that's difficult enough with working and stuff like that. But the, the plan is to go ahead for that now this year. But the, the step up is bringing the festivals and drive on the alcove. You know, I, I I assume really that all of you would love to be able to pack in the day job and do this as a full time career, but in the reality of that or how much of that do you see as becoming a reality it's tough you know the landscape has changed massively in the last as everyone knows in music mm. in the last 10 or 15 years um, even you could even be a, a, a band that's selling out big venues and still you know you're not going to be the days of uh, like Elton John style riches and all that stuff probably yeah. are gone you know yeah. so it's um but I think if you can do it, if you can make a living out of it, and it's, some, it's something we enjoy doing, something we love doing, and that's, I mean, that would be brilliant if you could do that for a living, yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you mentioned how the, the landscape and, and how it is for bands these days. I spoke with uh, Scott Gorm from Thin Lizzy there just before um, uh, Philip and, Philip's anniversary, and he we spoke about how it was in Thin Lizzy's day where they had the three-album deal which basically meant they had three albums to prove themselves, and if it didn't work after three albums, you were out. Now, it's if you don't do it almost the first time you record, it seems like that you you know you're seen as a as a failure, which I think is woefully unfair in a band like yourselves. And consistently afterwards as well, yeah. yeah. And even actually, for some of you, you, have, you kind of have to have made a massive buzz yourself because the way everyone can do it online these days, you kind of yeah. have to have buzz yourself online. Before anyone will even consider, you know, promoting or helping you out, you kind of have to have done a lot yourself. Mm. Do you do you feel yourselves becoming more popular? Do you feel that you've got more people turning up at gigs or buying the albums or downloading or whatever the, the case may be? Yeah, I mean, you, we have you pick up people as you go. The the one actually which I hope was the the Opera House gig, we got a good few out of that because of there would have been people there specifically to see Aslan say, but. Mm. Uh, because of the fact that we thought, to be honest, we thought we'd be going in playing in front of a you know one tenth full opera house, but it was about it started off about two thirds full, and by the time yeah. we were finished, it was almost full. And Great. we got a lot of comments on, on uh, social media, and a lot of comments on our on our YouTube pages and things, and phone calls from people, you know, because we have numbers up on the online text coming in. So we did get a good few. We got people asking for CDs and asking for stuff. So it was brilliant that way. And yeah. uh, since then, we played a few gigs, and people have come along and said that they saw us at the opera house and they followed us since. And, so that kind of thing, it picks up. It's just, you know, just trying to build it up slowly, one by one. Yeah, you can be sure that a band like Aslan would be would have been listening to you in one way or another at, at that particular gig, and they in in turn would would pass on, you know, what they thought of you to to other bands or promoters or whatever the case may be. So it, as you mentioned earlier on, it's a small country, but if you if you have people like Christie and and Joe and all of these people on your side, it, it can only be for the betterment of the band. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and it's just—I suppose—that's the key, really, is to is to is to link up with these people and to do your best. I suppose, and you don't want to think of music as 
you know, because we love music, we love playing music, but there's a business element of it too. Yeah. And you, you need to think about that too as a band, you know. You need to meet up and influence the people that are influential, I suppose. Mm. So, it's, it's very important, yeah. I would I would have to put in there. Yeah, I know, it's absolutely important. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to probably get better at it too, you know. And this well, is the state promote ourselves right now, I suppose, being on the radio even here mm. and your listeners and, uh, you know, to maybe have a listen to the to the songs that come up and, and you know. And it's Alcove with a K for your listeners. A-L-K-O-V-E. That's true. As yeah, we're on, you're on everything on Spotify and iTunes and you know, well, you know I'm something, it's the one of the big, it's one of the big differences. And I've, I've spoken about this many a time uh, on the radio and with, with other bands as well. That the big difference from bands when I started doing radio back in the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s, that nowadays you have the power of the Internet to get yourselves out there. You can literally land a piece of music onto a top executive's table at the flick of a switch. Whereas back back in the day, back in dinosaur days, it was so much harder. So, but I, it's amazing how many acts out there are very lazy at doing stuff like that. Mm, yeah, I suppose the the, adva- the advantage of it is that you can, as you said, you can land your um, your stuff on a big exec's desk. But I suppose the disadvantage is so can ten other million. Bands. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> of course, there's no guarantee they're going to listen either. Yeah, but as you said, no, a lot of it. I mean, people in music they like to think of it as you know the pure art form and all that, but. In reality, as Eddie's alluded to there a minute ago, connections and self-promotion yeah. are huge. And it's and it's a horrible thing. Self-promotion is a horrible kind of thing, really, so, but it's something you yeah, have to do. Much, so. Look at me. Look at me. I'm brilliant, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you don't think that way, who else is going to? Oh, I know. Yeah, exactly, you know? Yeah. And uh, they're, they're, well, again, there's self-promotion and there's arrogance with it as well. But, it, it, it you know, it yeah. comes and goes and, and, and whichever way you decide to go at it. Um 2019 just started now, lads. So what's what's the the world plan for world domination then? <laughs> okay, so um, we've just we've just got, had a new, and this is Paul, my oh, Paul yeah. McGuire. He's a new drummer. Paul, how you doing? Work. Yeah, so oh, he yeah, very good. He's very good. You're very good. <laughs> very good. <laughs> no, but we just we we just basically finished our first gig, so we were scrambling to get a first gig because uh, we had. A drummer leave for the second time, <laughs> for personal reasons, I suppose. And um, so Paul has stepped up here, and where I suppose what we haven't is a, a solid plan. We have lots of provisional bookings for 2019, right? Mm. In terms of our um, schedule for for the next EP, which is Trust Me, which the next single, should I say, is Trust Me. Um, it's, it's almost ready now, and we have a provisional booking for uh, Fred. Fred Zeppelin's in Cork for the start of February. So that's the next gig right. that we have lined up. But um, we just need to we just need to solidify that now to weekend. So and we're also looking at doing an EP tour uh, closer to the summer. You know. So, but we, as I said, we don't have um, we're inventing lockdown right now mm. uh, because of the change. Yeah, we yeah. couldn't we couldn't book anything with with um, with, with the drummer. So <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't book anything. Well, I suppose it's only fair to get him uh, kind of bedded in, as it were. No, but I suppose it's just no, but he's to be to be fair. We're he, you're, a month, a yeah, month or so. Yeah. So um, yeah, we're ready. To, we're ready to rock now. So we spent a lot of time in the studio the last, I don't know, the last three or four weeks. Yeah, so uh, just getting things up and running in terms of practice and polishing off the next uh, single. Is it uh, too so, early to talk about uh, another album? I don't think so. No, well, we'll have mm. an EP. I mean, yeah. you have, we'll have an EP with um, the two songs, Take It or 
take it all and wait a minute we'll be on an EP and we have Trust Me another song come out and we have another one in the can actually wait a, or, uh, Returning Fire Returning yeah, Fire yeah. and My Bad yeah so, so there's got a few so yeah I mean we could we, we're, we're trying to we're trying to decide is it is it good to release a single at a go and then just kind of group them all in an EP at some point or even or just to go for an album I think just the way Spotify is set up it's nearly it might be nearly as wise just to put a single out every every month or every yeah. single you know. well, personally, I like I like to hear an album coming out, but that's just me. But uh, oh, I, I love, you love know, album. at the same time, I think it's probably more prudent and more realistic to just do one single release at a time, and then eventually do the album at the end of all of that or something. I wish you on the albums. I love albums, but yeah. um, I think we're I don't know. Yeah, it's changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you want to you want to keep you want to keep it busy. You know, you want to mm. keep the the music churning out. You know, bit by bit. You know, some if you release one album, you know, um, and you're it's just one album, and you get your twi- fifteen yeah. seconds of limelight, and then it's gone, and yeah. you've all had it gone yeah. into one. You know, so yeah. so it's it's nice to release it bit by bit, and we like focusing in on one track anyway at a time, and then getting out there, focusing in on a track, getting out there mm. again. You know, to and then you know that kind of and repeat that over and over again. It just gets a, a good balance of studio and you know stage performance you know and that's, that's obviously the, live is something that you really enjoy doing well i do I, that's and that's something we're going to pick up in 2019 i i suppose if you come if you see us live you I, that's what a lot of people talk about is the is the the live it's a show or like, show performance yeah. yeah yeah so the energy from i suppose from me and the lads is um I, I get pretty involved on stage, you know, just to, to put it mildly, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> and depending on how the gig is going, anyone could be involved. Yeah. Well, I, I assume by that you mean you you perform. Yeah, yeah. I, Eddie was, I don't want to give him a bigger head than he already has, but he was born to perform. He loves it. No, that's the way it should be, lads. I mean, you know, there's too many bands. There's plenty of bands that go out there and just play music and get off. And it's great. It's grand. But I love to, I'm with you. I, I, I really would like to see a, a, an act perform as opposed to just going out, getting out there and going through the motions. Yeah. Like, like it's, I suppose if you're going out, you want a night out. You know, if you're working all week, yeah. you go out. Or you want to be entertained. And it's, it's an entertainment business. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we're there for. Well, that's listen. It's been it's been a real joy to talk with you, and we finally got there. And whether it's in studio or just a pre-record like this, it doesn't really matter. Once we get your your name out there, and get and more importantly, get your music out there, um, I'm happy to do so. And we wish you all the very best. We will arrange a time further down the line, maybe in the summer sometime. Thank you very much for taking a little bit of time out, and um, the very best of luck to you during the coming year. Thank you, okay. and thank you, Raleigh, for everything you're doing for bands like us. And there aren't there aren't many of you out there doing it, but uh, it's brilliant that there are some of you, and it's Great. fantastic. Well, thanks it very is. much indeed, and yep. uh, best of luck to you during 2019, Thank and uh, do keep in touch. Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks, Ronnie.